jocks in the pool That is not cool, I need the tools Take me to school, feet first Into this league, me first That cannot be, under the underdog Monica G Feeling a whole lot better suddenly I get in with it, win it again You want and two in the bag and I'm going for three That is the beat down, got her the best So I keep now, y'all tread in water for weeks Now, now I'm the shark so I eat Now, look, I am not sorry I understood the pun from which I started And never getting these drafts is cathartic, so Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Dynasty underdog bite down up at the day and the night now easy as flying a kite now come take a look at it right now Welcome to episode 111 of Dynasty Underdog yes Billy here with me as always Josh and Uriah how you guys doing good man happy to be back Hope all is good with you guys. What's up with you, Uriah? Uh, not much, man. Just uh, glad to be here. Got an awesome guest tonight. I worked real late. Wasn't even sure I'd make it on time, so I'm glad I made it on time. I'm just happy to make <laughs> it, <laughs> to be honest. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Add away with the formalities. Uh, really excited to bring on Andrew Cooper. You may know him if you're in the Twitter world at, at Coop A Fiasco, lead analyst for Fantasy Alarm. How you doing, man? Good, brother. Love the show, man. I love the uh, the intro, dude, especially because you know, like we talked about, dude. I'm yeah, yeah. I'm dropping my own rap album, dude. God's <laughs> plan, better version. <laughs> you know, coming uh, in hot, boy. So yeah, this fantasy football stuff just to cover for now. Uh, getting the bank roll up for the album drops. So uh, yeah, man. Absolutely, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad we can uh, inspire you a bit here. Uh, <laughs> maybe the next time you hear us all, it'll be on a. On a on a track, right? But <laughs> you gotta get me on a track, dude. You guys already got the bars. Like, get you know, <laughs> give me the feature, dude. We can make it happen. <laughs> Absolutely, definitely can make that happen. No, we just have to talk some publishing rights, but get <laughs> all that squared away, we'll be good. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. Copyright that. Before we get into all the good stuff, why don't you tell us what else you got going on at Fantasy Alarm and otherwise? Yeah, man. So I write over at Fantasy Alarm. That's where you find all my articles, videos every week, all that. Uh, and then I got this new thing I'm doing. Uh, there's a new network, Better Sports Network. It's a guy, Matt Deutsch, used to work for SiriusXM. And he's like, you know what? They don't have any competition. We're going to start our own thing. It's going to be, you know, essentially similar platform radio, but we're going to do video too. So they brought us over. They brought over guys you might know, like Nando Defino, uh, Rick Kamla, like, all, you know, Ray Flowers, like some big, we got some names over there. So we're doing seven the 10 a.m. morning show, Front Yard Fantasy morning show over there. And dude, it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of nonsense, but it's a lot of fun. Like you'll learn a little something, dude. You'll wake up a little with a couple chuckles too. It is uh so it's a good time. That's the big thing I'm doing these days. 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. And uh dude, it doesn't feel like waking up early anymore. It feels like a party. <laughs> That's awesome, man. And where do people find that at? Is it a podcast so yeah, a new, or website? New app. Or? Yeah, new app, Better Sports Network, and it's spelled B E T T O R, like the gambling better. God, you asked Josh because people would be like, "What better?" You know, not fine. So that's what it is, B E T T O R, and we give stuff away all the time, bro. Like, we've only been doing this for two weeks. We've given away autographed Antonio Gates jersey, autographed Ben Coates jersey, autographed uh, Devontae Adams jersey, uh, Patrick Mahomes rookie card. Prism rookie card. Like we like they're just setting us up. They're coming hard after Series XM, dude. So, you know, we brought in some names. We're giving stuff away. Uh, we're having a good time. So come on over. Well, yeah. Gotta check that out for sure, man. That sounds great. Really, really cool stuff. So why don't you tell us a little I always like getting a little background on like how everybody got into creating content and 
just into fantasy in general. So like, how'd your, how'd your fantasy journey start and how'd you get into the content creation? Yeah, man. So when I first started playing fantasy, like I didn't even want to play a buddy of mine <laughs> was like, yeah, I was like middle school. A buddy of mine's like, you got to play. And I was like, nah, dude, he's like, I'll make you an account. And like, we'll just get it going. I was like, fine. So he makes my account, dude, makes my team name, the wild thornberries. That's how old we were. Like mm, that wasn't even like, that's a weird amazing. Thing. That's amazing. So, yeah. So here we are 20, over 20 years later, my team name is still the wild thornberries in that league, dude. Thornberry. Thornberry Football Club, raise up, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, so we awesome. still, we're doing that. And then, like, as far as content goes, like, I would just, you know, I got into, like, the Reddit subreddits, and I'm, like, you know, on there talking with people, and then people are, like, arguing with me, and I'm, like, yeah, right, I'm going to be wrong here. So I just started <laughs> doing, like, crazy research for, you know, writing diatribes for free over there. And then I, I took those, and I sent them to my, I showed my buddy. I was, like, check out this point I made. He's, like, dude, you just wrote 7,000 words. Uh, he's like, you could have made that like seven articles. I was like, well, I don't, I don't have anywhere to write articles. He's like, I'll find you somewhere. And he, he gets me in with this guy right for free. And then you know, he was writing a fancy alarm at the time. And then he was like, you know what, dude, come over at a fancy alarm. Like just come over here. So that's what it was. It was based entirely uh, out of internet spite. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it turned into, uh, it turned into a nice little gig. So. That's how I, that's how I came up. Probably, probably it's similar amazing. to every, probably similar to most stories that you've <laughs> yeah, heard, right? Yeah, normal oh, stuff. Oh yeah, totally. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Cliche, cliche. Uh, no, if your story doesn't start with, you didn't want to do it and somebody talked you into doing it, you're not lasting <laughs> long in this space at all. That's, that's what I'm saying. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, tell, like, like in the back of my mind, I'm like, next year, I'm just not going to play fantasy. I'm just going to talk about it. Seven <laughs> to ten. Yeah, I'll just talk about it and then yeah, pretend yeah. pretend I'm playing. People be like, "How's your Scott Fishbowl team?" And I'll be like, "Oh yeah, you know, I got like a couple guys." It <laughs> <laughs> just not play. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, love it, love it, man. That's a uh, that's really cool stuff. So, I guess not wanting to get into fantasy to writing, have you gotten into Dynasty much? I mean, we're Dynasty underdog, and I feel like I see you on Twitter a bunch talking Dynasty stuff. So, how'd your Dynasty journey start? Was that recent or? Have you been playing for a while now? So I've been playing, I have been playing for a while now. That started in in college. So, you know, like middle school, Wild Thornberries, dude, I drafted like four kickers. And then, <laughs> um, you know, when we got to college, we were getting a little more advanced, dude. You know, the arguments on Reddit were heating up. And I had to get on, I had to get into that, at the time, new format. So to me, it was fairly new. Like the thing is, like when you've been playing, I, I'm still, I'm only like 33, but I feel like an old dog yeah, in this yeah, industry, yeah. you know, where it's like, Absolutely. I remember I remember when people were like, yeah, PPR is a new thing. I was like, that's stupid. I was like, no one's gonna play that. No one's gonna play that. Like, no one's gonna text message, dude. Just call people on the phone. Like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And now it's like everything's PPR. Oh my God. I I I get angry if you call me on the phone. So you know, so <laughs> maybe a maybe a late adopter, maybe a late adopter to some of that stuff, right? Like, but uh but yeah, I got into Dynasty, man. Been playing for a while with a with a couple different leagues, um, you know, and uh, it, I love it, man. I love it because it, it's just like redraft is a lot. It can be nonsense at times. Dynasty, you really got to put it's mm -hmm. so many different layers, right? So many different layers to the test where it's like you're looking at contracts. You're thinking about who's going to end up on new teams, who's who's can come up. You know, you gotta, you're watching tape. Uh, so it's awesome, man. That's even thought. Man, you started in the uh, in the trenches for real in the Reddit streets, huh? That's yeah. I know out there it's lawless, bro. I mean, Twitter's pretty bad, but in the Reddit streets, it's lawless. <laughs> yeah, the difference the difference is, bro. The, I, you know what I found the difference is is that like my on Twitter. So I started with Reddit before Twitter, right? But like I'm like everyone's like, why is everyone so mean on Reddit? 
And it's because on Twitter, you're tweeting to your followers. Like they're following you. They already kind they're already very accepting what you say on Reddit, bro. It's a bunch of like no name, you know, (laughs) like hidden anonymous trolls, dude. And they just want to be so mean, dude. And I just want to be so mean back. So we actually get, (laughs) we actually, we get along really well. But that's the thing is that like you're you got to realize you're but you get a, it's such a good test of your content because when I say something to my followers they're just like oh yeah totally agree when I say something to these guys they're like I don't know who this guy is right like I, I have no clue who this <laughs> yeah. dude is and uh, they judge just just the content so it makes I do think it makes you better it makes you really sad but it makes you better <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to have a hard shell hard outer shell I guess oh, yeah, yeah but but no that's actually great advice because I think it does give a a more truthful perspective right of the readership yeah. if, so, if yeah. you go on my if you go on my my twitter right now my banner picture at the top is a comment from reddit some dude goes you are a snake oil garbage salesman <laughs> i saw that i was wondering what that was about <laughs> that's from reddit bro that's from reddit i get those comments every day <laughs> you still post on reddit you still oh, post on reddit. On... Oh, yeah i post all my articles on there dude. i'm like bring the smoke dude some dude just just within the last two hours, somebody goes, uh, you sound like an insecure little crybaby. <laughs> <laughs> about fantasy football. That's, that's awesome. About fantasy that's, football. And I'm like, honestly, dude, that's I'm like, dude, I'm not a crybaby. Maybe maybe a little insecure. That's why I'm arguing on here. Right? <laughs> I should have just been like, shut up. No, I'm not. Oh, no, no, I'm not. Like, no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm not. <laughs> just actually crying. No, Real quick before the next question, what is your favorite aspect of Dynasty? We would like to ask this to everybody, and we get every single time we get a different answer. So, dude, my favorite aspect is uh, is taking advantage of the people that play for the future because I'm just such a dude that's like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just like, dude, think about all, think about all the crazy stuff that happens. You know, it's like, they're like, the government's like, like, you know, coronavirus happens and they're quietly like, oh yeah, aliens are real. It's like, geez, dude, am I going to play to win in 2026? You know what I mean? Like, no chance, bro. You know, like, could be a blizzard or something where, I I mean, you know, it's crazy. So like, I'm just like, I play to win. You know, I get all these teams with like Adam Thielen and stuff and they suck. But, you know, it's like, that's my favorite part is that just like the different approaches and if that'll and if you're the other way, it allows for more trading. You know what I mean? And in redraft, you can't trade a wide receiver for a wide receiver, but in dynasty, you can, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's interesting. It's definitely different. I do think it's a little bit more challenging than redraft. I like it. That's and that's why I kind of drifted towards it. I, I like the competition a little bit better. So one of the reasons I brought you on was, you know, I don't think a lot of people in the fantasy space talk enough about the tight end position, right? We don't really know how to approach it. There's like five good ones and you're like, eh, screw it. Like, I don't really care after that. So I saw you on Twitter. I saw you kind of throw out this yin and yang approach you have. And I saw the chart. I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about like how you approach tight end and if it's the same in redraft and dynasty or if there's any differences there. Yeah, for sure, man. Like, like I said, dude, I love the abuse, right? Like, (laughs) so I'm like, why not just tackle the most like ridiculously random position? You know, <laughs> so uh, I came up with a strategy that's been that's been working really well for us, uh, especially the second year I was doing it. We hit on a couple guys where it was like I was like, you know what, dude, uh, basically what ends up happening is you have the high end tight ends. <clears throat> and then you have this like glob of guys that are, uh, you know, third or fourth target on their team. They could score a touchdown at any moment. And then you have these guys that are outside of that group that uh, you don't know what they're 
the floor is obviously super low, but the ceiling, there's some glimpse of upside with the ceiling, right? Whether they can be a top two target on a team or maybe get there with touchdowns. I mean, going back to 2003, Randy McMichael. So back when I was being forced, being forced to play fantasy football against my will, uh, you know, uh, back that long, every top five tight end in PPR has had either 90 plus targets or 10 plus touchdowns, right? That's the killer stat there where it's like, and so few of them had 10 plus touchdowns that we go after the targets, right? So my idea is this, if you don't take a guy from the top group, you go yin and yang and draft the safest possible guy from that glob, right? That doesn't have a high upside, but he, you know, can get you by for the early part of the season. This year, the number one guy for me was Zach Ertz. DeAndre Hopkins suspended, you throw him in there, and then you search for that yang, the high upside play, you know, you draft one, put them on the bench, you keep rotating them in and out until you hit. And that first year, we got lucky doing that because, you know, the tight end 15 happened to be Mark Andrews, who we were high on. And the tight end 17 happened to be Darren Waller. And Antonio Brown froze his feet off and called the GM a cracker. And do it <laughs> over, over like he a, did not over apologize. A, over a minor hat dispute or whatever that was even about. Like looking back, I'm like, what was what what exactly was this about? You know what I mean? Like a helmet, I think it was. Like yeah, it started with yeah. the helmet, I think. Right. I'm just like, okay, well, you know what? But we'll take it though. So we're searching for those guys. And over the last five years, every single year, there's been a tight end that's come from outside the top 17 in ADP to finish top five. Right. It was last year was Dalton Schultz. The year before that. It was Logan Thomas. The year before that, it was Mark Andrews and Darren Waller. Really, do you guys remember who it was the year before that? It's this. This is a real tough one. This is a tough one. I don't, he, he scored thirteen touchdowns. Is that the year Kelsey broke out? Uh, so Kelsey was Kelsey was before that. Uh, it was so this this guy he scored thirteen touchdowns, and here's the big hint: he played with the, he was playing with a quarterback who retired young. Oh, uh, oh, Andrew Luck. Oh. So Jack Doyle. Oh, Jack. No, no. Dallas Clark. No, no. 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 It was Eric Ebron. Oh, oh my God! Oh, yes, that one good year. Thirteen okay. touchdowns randomly. Yes. Yeah, that's a deep. That's deep. Chip. Wow, year, that is random as hell. I forgot about that. No, but yeah, he came out from nowhere, scored thirteen touchdowns, and then the year before that, it was Evan Ingram, who, uh, you know, as a rookie. So, but every year there's been a guy. Our job is to find them. That's the that's the goal, baby. We're gonna do our best. Do you have an idea of who you think it's gonna be this year? Yeah, so I'm leaning on uh guys that can be a top two target on their team. There's been so few guys to finish top five that haven't been a top two target. We're talking like uh Robert Tunyon. He had uh the year he had 59 targets but caught 11 touchdowns, like so so random, right? And then before that, you have to go back to Martellus Bennett on the Bears. Just a very weird season where like Josh McCown took over and it was uh like he was behind like Martellus Bennett and Alshon Jeffrey and it was super highly consolidated. So uh it doesn't happen that often. So we're looking for guys like that. So I'm looking at I mean Evan Ingram always my boy I'll go down with mm-hmm. Billy, go you down know with I'll go, Billy, go you know bro you know, dude, you know you know I I'm unbiased. I, I mean I can't be by I can't be unbiased about that player. So don't ask me about that player. Uh but this year, it looks pretty good, man. They told me he couldn't catch. Why does he have a 91% catch rate, bro? Yeah, dro- drops aren't a thing in fair. We, we know this. Drops aren't sure. a thing. Yeah, we talked about With this. him, he's, he's had a rough go at it. But, yeah. you know. It's... Jimmy Jimmy Graham once dropped 15 passes from Drew Brees. And the next year, he was the tight end one overall. Like, I, none of my leagues have negative points for drops. So, you're going to – you and your drops are just going to have to eat it. 
absolutely and he's the guy there so i can see that definitely yeah i don't i don't know who else i'm just kind of looking at the guys looking at your chart i mean the only other one that sticks out is robert tonyan if you can get it going uh with the touchdowns maybe like i, I don't know that's the only way i feel like with chasing those touchdowns yeah Pink but we got to feel bad about cole Komet now like holy we, we do we yeah. do but the crazy thing is there's some underlying stats there i just i dude I'm gonna give you guys a little behind the scenes. It's behind the paywall. Let's go. I put, let's I put, go. I put, I put Cole. Ooh, let's I, go. We're going behind the paywall, dude. Don't tell Howard Bender here. Yeah, but I put Cole Komet in my DFS article this week, and I was like, I, "This is crazy." I straight up said, "I was like, look, this is crazy." If you want to go to the Looney Bin together with me, hear me out on this, right? No one's gonna be playing this player. He has zero catches through two weeks, but, but. He played on 85% of the snaps, ran 88% of the routes. The team only ran 41 plays, which is by far the lowest this year. Like nobody ran less than 50 all year. No one ran less than 53. I was kind of taking a look and I was like, good Lord, right? They only threw 11 times. If this team can just by accident have a even slightly below average game, like nor like a normal football team might, then Kolkomet has the upside there. He's playing every snap, and no one is going to be starting him except for me and maybe you. So that's my pitch for Kolkomet. Throw him in a lineup. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, if he scores zero again, then, you know, put me on blast on Twitter. I love it. <laughs> hit, me up on, hit me up on Reddit. Please. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say, yeah, he yeah, likes Reddit. to hear <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hit him up on Reddit. Hit me up, too. Yeah, we'll argue. I'm down. But, yeah, I mean, sneaky yeah. doesn't get much sneakier. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. I definitely wouldn't have thought that that was a pick there. I like it. You know, before we have a guest on, I like to scroll timeline to what kind of nonsense I've been talking for the last few weeks. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't get too far before I found something that was really cool, and, and I liked it. And it says, every league has that dude who only cares about running back and wide receiver and just completely neglects quarterback, tight end, kicker, DST. And every year that dude comes in third and has no idea why. And I just, I just love that because I – in so many leagues, redraft all my career. It's like you, there's always at least one or two that's like, I'm going to go running back, running back, no matter what the board's telling me, where I'm drafting from, it doesn't matter. I got to get running back, running back, or running back, wide receiver, running back, wide receiver. And they just don't seem to care about the upside of the other position. So thought maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Yeah, man. And I'll take it even farther because like that tweet at sur- surface value, you look at it and it's just like a tweet to stir the pot. And that's exactly what it is. Right. Yeah, so let's fine. not, let's not get crazy. But <laughs> But the thing is, like like you said, like with the draft, people go that way. But even worse is they continue that, right? So this is my thought on those positions and why yin-yang tight end is, is a strategy that doesn't end at the draft is that if you're going to wait on a position, right, you don't just punt. The best example is zero RB. If you go zero RB, you don't just punt RB and just not start RBs and, and not try to find the RBs. It, in fact, means that you need to try harder than everyone else to find that RB on waivers, right? Like if you went zero RB and then never added an RB off waivers, then you're the biggest clown there's ever been in fantasy football, right? Yet, yet, we're willing to go out and wait on quarterback and wait on tight end and then never add another one off waivers at any point and refuse to roster two at any given time because some magazine back in 2005 said that you can never have two quarterbacks or two tight ends. Like, it's just complete nonsense. So if you do... How dare you? How dare you? If you do wait... How dare you? If you do wait on quarterback and tight end, like if you wait and draft the very last tight end, you need to be paying more attention to tight end than everyone else. The dude who drafted Kelsey is the dude who gets to just not care about tight end all year. You need to go out and find a better one. And so many times I've seen people 
draft a you know start their draft rb wide receiver wide receiver rb rb wide receiver and that carries them to the playoffs and then you know their tight end and quarterback are like kirk cousins and uh you know and Irv smith jr and then they get obliterated you know what i mean because everyone has a good team so that's the point of that tweet is that you know when you're doing your waiver claims go out and think about whether you need help at those positions they matter they do that's awesome hey we lost billy for a minute but he'll be back so uh Let's hop into some news and nonsense. It's it's what we do best here. We do a lot of nonsense, and then we like to cover some of the news too. And anyone got anyone back. got something they want to make fun of Billy while he's gone? Oh, oh yeah, Christ. he's a. Yeah. Oh, you guys, he really loves Brady still. You guys, no, I do not. Oh wow, <laughs> that was crazy. Wow. What you that story you told Josh about oh. about Billy and the time his yeah. pants fell down at Panera? That was crazy. <laughs> I mean, don't worry. <laughs> We'll we'll have the we'll have the picture out on the on our Discord. So. <laughs> Which one? You said it happened like three times. Uh, what's hilarious <laughs> is Josh and I actually grew up together. It's really funny. Uh, that's hilarious. So we probably do have some of those stories. Anyway, sorry about that, guys. And some of those pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about Twitter timelines before. I know that or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Now we're now now we're on. We're just the... You gotta you gotta catch up. All right, whatever, whatever. Cool. Let's let's jump into the news and nonsense then. I think the biggest one this week is the Lance injury. Trey Lance, broken ankle, looked pretty rough. Lot, really similar to the Dak Prescott injury uh, a year or so ago. So, wow, tough. Jimmy Garoppolo back in. What do we feel about Lance, especially from a dynasty perspective? Personally, I feel like just selling him as fast as possible. Yeah, just while people people try to catch that fallen knife. I mean, you lose you lose the year. It it mean it's meaningful. It means something. So if you were planning to compete now, especially in Superflex, I would do it because people do think the other way, right? People do think, oh, I'm gonna buy low, and then you just sell him, and you don't sell low, you just sell him. Right? <laughs> right exactly. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not. I'm not trying to take a huge discount on him either. I think that I'd like to package him honestly with something maybe appealing as well, and then really, really get like a good value return for him. That's kind of where I'm at on it. You know me, I play to win, dude. And like, um, anytime I can sell those dudes, I usually do. I don't know. Yeah. Give me somebody who I know is going to be a quarterback over somebody I don't even know, you know? Yeah, I should have probably led with, I, I feel terrible for the kid. And I hope that he oh, course, makes yeah. it back. And, and, and I hope that he's successful and all that good stuff. I really do. But it's a fantasy dynasty show. And yeah, anyway. He's all, uh, he's also super He's also super rich, guaranteed money. You just pick one of you yeah. fourth overall. Yeah, I think he's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah, we slander we slander him enough. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we have talked about him a lot. Anything from you guys, Uriah, Josh on on uh, Trey Lance? Yeah, I'm just with the same. You know, I just I don't want to be stuck holding that bag. You know, he it's already kind of questionable, like what what his future was going to be like. He didn't really come out guns blazing, and you know, for him to basically not play for two years in the league, like I don't care what his upside is anymore. I just kind of want to get out while. Maybe there are still some believers. I traded him last week. I'm so happy I did, and yeah. I'm also super. I'm also super happy I held on to my Jimmy G share and yeah, the Lister League. Yeah, it's true. What a what a rug what a rug pull by you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> just you know, Jay, trade that kid, Jimmy G. You won't <laughs> the same kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. Send send them hey. Jimmy G for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I think actually it's too fresh. It's too disrespectful right now to be like, hey, <laughs> you forgot some. You know, I don't know. It's, this seems appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Twenty three first for Jimmy G, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. Trade him, trade uh, Jimmy G for Lance. 
Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> Make it right back. Oh boy. Thought I had something. Oh yeah, you know what I was gonna say is that I'm really upset at your eye. We own a team together, a, De- a Devi team actually, and we had Lance. And I was trying to, I was like, I was like, your eye. Can we? Can like month month or two ago, I was like, can we before the season? Can we please sell? Can we please sell Lance for Hertz? Like Lance, and I was like, send Lance in a Devi second for Hertz or something. I don't care and whatever. And he was like, really plus for Hertz? And I was like, come on, man. Like. <laughs> Oh, that would have been such a good pull. But anyway, anyway, we, 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 we learn here. We learn here. <laughs> we you can't here. win them. All. It would be this game would be stupid if you got it right every time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying, trying to get there. Like if one of you guys got it right every time, I would hate you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I, like, I do oh, understand. I, I do understand that because I would hate that person. Too. It would just be one analyst, right? <laughs> like, it's like JJ. Oh, I've been I've been nominated for two awards from the F- FSWA in my life, and JJ Zacharys has won both of them. I'm like, dude, can you just chill? Is that right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, ridiculous. I was nominated for best ongoing series for my tight end stuff. He won it first. I don't even know what. And then last year, I was nominated for football rate of the year. And they're like, JJ, again. And I was like, oh, thick, dude. I'm dude, like, congrats. Okay. I remember seeing the football rate of the year. But seriously, that's that's an awesome honor. Yeah. Nominate the – I'm like, let, let's just name the award after him now. Right? And <laughs> like, let somebody else have some fun. He's – you know what I mean? He's, everyone knows he's awesome. Right? We get it. We get it. It's like a fantasy football robot, that guy. I know he's great though. He is. Yeah, he is. He's awesome. I listen to him all the time. Stupid, stupid sexy JJ. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this next one. I'm, I'm gonna skip over the first guy, but I'm just interested in our thoughts on these guys: Garrett Wilson, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks. Right? Traylon Burks, I think, was probably the top of these three guys in the rookie drafts. Right? He was ahead of them. I'm wondering how we're feeling now. I left out Drake London because I think that he is like obviously the the wide receiver one just where he's at the situation it's great we can talk about him if we want i mean maybe you disagree i think he's easily there but how do we feel about garrett wilson Jahan dodson and Traylon burks now are we still Traylon burks or do you think garrett wilson has made a leap Jahan dodson with a touchdown in every game like what are we what are we thinking here uh so i think i mean i think with Traylon burks i think we all fell for a little bit of that um i think we fell for a little bit of that Vikings trade away Stefan Diggs and then they go and get Justin Jefferson. So he's a star. So, I mean, by the transitive property, of course, after they trade AJ Brown away, Traylon Burks going to be a star. Right. And then I'm sitting here, I'm like, dude, why isn't Traylon Burks, Justin Jefferson? I did, I did the math, right? Like we, we tried to figure it out, but if he's not going to play, I mean, I don't know. You got to move him down. Right. I mean, I'm not, I'm going to tell you guys right now. I'm not, a, I'm not a professional NFL scout. Right. Like I, can't go back on the tape and say, well, this has to be right, right? We all liked Nikhil Harry. That didn't turn out to be right. So for me, if Garrett Wilson and John Dotson are going to come out and score two touchdowns a game and in their early on in their career, then I got to move them up. So for me, I move those guys up. Drake London, I already had high, so he's going to be high for me. But I have all those guys ahead of Traylon Burks now. I don't know about you guys. Are you are you willing to go there? I know you play Devi. You guys are big dynasty guys, so maybe you've got uh, you're a little more reluctant to do that. But I am I am. Fairly reactionary. I would say. Personally, I have Dawson at the bottom of the list. Um, I'm really high on Burks and Wilson. So, but again, I look at it as long term, and obviously, there's going to need be some time to build chemistry there, especially with Wilson in the quarterback situation right now. So, I mean, I'm high on them. Obviously, Drake London is the top in that group, but I personally am not buying into the Dawson hype. I get it. He caught he caught touchdowns first two games, but. Let's see if he could actually sustain that. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of the same there. 
I just maybe I I'm just not willing to admit I'm wrong yet. I kind of I took an L last week on Jahan Dotson just because we had him so low in our rankings, and I was definitely wrong about that. But I just got to stick to my beliefs that I had all off season and stuff, and I'm still going. You know, Drake, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, and then Jahan Dotson. I'm just not ready to. I'm just not ready to do that yet. I think that you know a lot of Jahan Dotson scoring is a little fluky. The targets aren't super high. Um, I just don't think he's as good as Burks. And, and I'm I'm willing to be wrong. Just I'm not willing to be wrong yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, man. And it's like again with it's just like ranking. It's just like ranking the first round of a redraft league. Like you're splitting hairs so hard, mm, right, right? Like. Right. Najee Harris says something about his foot and I'm like, well, let's just move you right over here. Right. Like it's like, uh, cause it's so close. It's, it's that's the way it is with early dynasty where it's like, it's so close that I'm just like, you know, and again, it's like, you know, we've seen plenty of guys come out and not flash right away either. Like Mike Evans and Odell Beckham. And then it just took a couple of games, even AJ Brown. I mean, he had like a good game the first game, but then you, you know, came back to earth quite a bit, you know, and we were like, Oh, bad landing spot. And then he was back. So, uh, but that's the that's the thing about me not being like a too, like I don't go so deep into dynasty that I'm like tinkering with my ranking. So on this show I can say whatever I want. Tomorrow morning on my radio show I'll say something different. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's perfect. Like, right. I know. I I the thing is my takes will won't change from day to day. But you know if it think if it comes out and things change on Sunday then I will reassess. You know. But right now I have a hard time ranking. Burks over some guys that are doing it already. Things change fast. Things change fast in the league. So you have to be able to adjust for sure. I think that's any good analyst does that. I'm a Pats I, fan, so I'm Nikhil Harry has me scarred. Like, yeah, I understand. Um, me too. Hey, good. I'm glad we have that. Yeah. yeah two Pats terror. fans here. Let's go. Terrorize these uh these other two, the Dallas and the and the Dolphins fan. I mean, Dolphins are really killing us right now. Dolphins so are crushing right now, dude. Yeah. And I, I love I I have a soft spot in my heart for Cowboys fans just because like you guys are the other like hated like yeah. America's team type team yeah. everyone's just like it's default to hate us you know what yeah I mean? so. yeah absolutely oh well so the one thing I wanted to say is the way I, I approach this first of all I think you got to move Garrett Wilson up over Burks hard not to just the way he looks in a not great situation right but Jahan Dotson I, I do agree with your eye a bit I think that touchdowns are a little fluky he's on the field though a ton like he is on the field like 90% of the time I think in, in week two running a ton of routes so they want him out there, but for me, just like the kind of player he is, I don't know if he's truly a number one receiver. And I, right now, the way the dynasty landscape, the marketplace is, I think you could move Dotson for Burks plus, and that's the kind of move that I'd be looking to make in dynasty. I'm always looking to like kind of get that edge and get that extra bit, whatever I can. Uh, so I think that's how I'd approach it. Like you said, these guys are, it's like splitting hairs at some point, but I see a higher ceiling for Burks long-term. That's just me. I love that approach, man, because it's so early and it's so close. Like I said, with the splitting hairs and I'm like, you, I'm such a value hawk too. Like in in my redraft leagues, I'll do that too. I'll like, I'll be like, we'll come to an agreement on a fair trade. And I'll be like, eh, I need you to throw like five dollars fab in there too. And then <laughs> like, really. right? And then I'm sitting there with a hundred and five dollars fab, and I'm like, I am the king. Any <laughs> player, okay, everyone else, I have a hundred five. Everyone else has a hundred. I'm like, every player belongs to me now. I rule <laughs> over the waivers with an iron fist. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, so moving on, let's check out what's happening with Joe Burrow, right? Through two weeks, Bengals do not look like the Bengals of 2021 especially on on offense burrow 
ton of picks already. Are, are we concerned about Burrow long-term or is this just a short-term thing coming back from the surgery he had in the off season? Like, I don't know. How do you feel about it? Coop? Yeah. It does worry me a little bit. It's just like last year he was so safe, like to start, especially to start the year, he throwing two touchdowns every game, right? Like two or three. I don't have the numbers up in front of me, but I remember he had a stretch where legit for the first half of the year, he had two touchdowns every single game for like, uh, you know, the first, like the whole first half cooled off a little at some point, but um, you know, it's like, he's a guy that's capable any given time throwing three, four touchdowns. And I drafted him where I drafted him for that upside. I think this team is going to be okay. I think they did play a little over their skis last year, but uh, I think they're, they're highly capable of playing good games. If I have Joe Burrow, I'm starting him everywhere. Uh, if I have deep enough benches, maybe I'll throw it to or Wentz on the bench just for crazy upside. If I have that kind of luxury, but I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm riding it. I don't know. Are you, are you guys scared? And the, the thing is, the problem I run into with these players that I spent up on is that how bad does it need to get for me to pull the trigger on the next guy? Like, how bad does it need, dude, how how gross would it feel this weekend to throw in Carson Wentz over Joe Burrow, you know? Like, I can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I'd, I'd be ill. I could, put, I could, like, I could have, I can add Carson Wentz all I want, but I, am I going to sit there and click that button? That's what I'm saying. I, Josh, right. are you clicking that button, man? Are you clicking? <laughs> How know. deep in the rankings are you clicking the button? That That's a fun exercise that we should do here. Like, let's say you do have a Joe Burrow and a Derek Carr. Like, that, in that situation, maybe you can't click. I, I hate that situation. I, 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 mean, situation. I, I, I may take a shot on Tua. I just think they're playing hot. Yeah, that. I was going to say Tua would be mine. Yeah, and you would go to uh, uh what's the matchup this week? It's um. Well, since he has like a, a decent matchup, I think don't they? Quarterback matchups are so tough because you you want to you need a good game. Like it's not like running back where you're like, oh, they're gonna steamroll. Like I you, mean, yeah, you Bur- need it Burrow be... gets the Jets. I mean, that could be a shootout for. Well, let's not forget that they had a really good matchup last week against you know the the Cooper Rush led Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but it, yeah. but is that a good matchup for a quarterback? That's the thing. Like you want the shootout. You want that game going 31-30. 31-30, like the Jets game did last week. You don't want it. It didn't go in their way at all. But, I don't know. And then two has got... Um, the Bills. Oh, just the Bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you really don't want to play two against the Bills, yeah, I guess. That's yeah, true. No, man. I mean, I, you're right. I'd probably, I'd probably still roll with Burrow uh, against the Jets. Just, just kind of, like you said, hope it's not, you know an issue long-term that it's just a short-term thing they're going to get right because yeah it's it can't be this bad all season long it really can't with with the weapons he has let's do yeah so start do it let's start to if you're listening start to against the jets and then freak out if he doesn't play well and you can figure the rest out later he plays thursday next week against the dolphins so uh but you got to ride with him i think all right how about kyle pitts same thing are we worried about kyle pitts i think two catches or three or four in the second game. I thought it was two again, but he's getting the targets. Not looking good, though. Uh, Drake London is eating up everything, it seems, and uh, and Kyle Pitts is not producing. So are we worried about him? And especially from a dynasty perspective, like the acquisition cost on this guy was massive. Are we willing to move on from him at this point? Are you, I mean, are you buying low now? So, so I'm going to do something right now that my followers love and everybody else hates, which is that, I think that two. I think that Pitts's game week two, from from a perspective of what I do, was a better game than week one. Which you're gonna say people are gonna say that's crazy, right? He got seven targets week one. This week he got three, right? But week one, Arthur Smith rolled him out there like he was Michael Pruitt, dude. Like he had him <laughs> out there 
50, he only, he only played wide receiver 50, 50% of his snaps, which for him is ridiculous. And he blocked on 20% of his pass plays. Like, you know, uh, Kyle Higby pit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy to me. And, and I was like, what is happening? And then week two, he, they kind of fixed it. And he played 75% of his snaps at wide receiver. He only blocked on three pass plays. He didn't get the targets because they only threw 26 times. But I think over the grand scheme of things, that usage is more important to me than the targets, than the targets of last week, right? Because I don't care about last week. Into I don't care about last week's fantasy production. Last week's fantasy production does not help me win this week. What else we win this week is him playing wide receiver for 75% of the snaps and being opposite of Drake London and potentially not getting bracketed in the end zone the way he was last year when he had six end zone targets, only caught one. Like, I think this is a big bounce back spot for Drake London. Uh, let's go behind the paywall again. I actually have him as another like sneaky play that no one else is doing like in ter- big tournaments. Like obviously if you're playing against your friend on like, you know, head to head some dare or something where the loser has to like dye their hair pink or something. You don't, <laughs> don't put Kyle Pitts or Cole, Cole Komet in there. But if you're trying to win a crazy tournament, Kyle Pitts, like he had all the behind the scenes usage. So I'm actually not selling Pitts. You're not going to get good enough value. I'm in, I'm starting him wherever I have him. I guess it's Seahawks. Buy pits, I guess. Buy pits. Because and this is honestly, we talked about this a lot on Dynasty Underdog, and this isn't like a victory lap or anything. This is because it's whatever. But like, it's more about the strategy that we were talking about back when Pitts was being drafted, where he was being drafted. We were like, look, like I can't really do that, and I'm not going to pay that acquisition cost for him. I think there's going to be a time where I can get him cheaper, and you're seeing it happen right now. Yeah. Right now, so... is the time. right now is the time. He's 4,800 on DraftKings, right? Like, like if he comes out and has, if he comes out, that's what I'm saying, bro. He's like, I, dude, I was writing my article and I was like, I was like, I, cause I break it down into like elite tier, mid tier, low tier. And I'm like, writing it. I'm like, oh, can I put him in the, can I put pits. I can't, I can't start pits. And then I looked, I was like, wait a second. He's a mid tier tight end this week, price wise, right? Like, I'm like, of course I can put him in there. I'll just put, you know, the elite guys up top. So, uh, you know, it just like, you get these windows. And the thing is, if, we will we watch Kyle Pitts have a thousand yards last year. So if Kyle Pitts isn't good this year, that's not a Kyle Pitts problem. He's a fourth overall pick or whatever he was. He's on the team minimum four years and probably five. It's Marcus Mariota that's not gonna be on the team. It's Arthur Smith that's gonna be coaching somebody else, right? So that's the situation. That's the reality here is that you're buying the dude that they've committed to and you can watch the other pieces fall away. And we've seen that happen many times. Okay. Tua six touchdown game absolutely awesome game to watch seriously like that was such a fun matchup with with baltimore i mean they, they definitely fell apart but it's so so cool to watch a, a comeback like that happen no matter what regardless dynasty wise Tua has been up and down as far as value goes and now he's kind of catching some steam is this finally a time to like get out do we do have we seen enough where you're like all right he's not gonna elevate my team or the dolphins enough to like stick around for for that long like are you ready to move on coop from him or do you just want to hold on and, and see if he can keep this up with the new weapons before i give you that can i tell you guys like a quick funny side story on yeah. this weekend this game that game yeah yeah so I, i'm like dabbling in that DraftKings rainmaker thing i don't really tell a lot of people that but mm-hmm. you know you guys are pretty you guys are pretty hip so i'm like you know i'm like oh you know i'm not an nft guy at all but i'm a fancy football guy so i'm in there like buying stuff or whatever i'm like all right i'm gonna throw i'm gonna jump in this steve aoki contest right i'm like the payouts look pretty good and i'm like i'm like you know what i'm just gonna use my cards from this one game and if the game goes off great i'll use all my other cards and more important contests so i put in like a lamar jackson mark andrews tyree kill like just load up this game right 
and I'm sitting there watching the game and I'm like, I'm like watching the contest and I'm like, and the thing is the payouts are good, but the winner wins like a DJ booth experience with Steve Aoki. And I'm like watching my score go up, dude. And I'm like up in like the top three. And I'm like, at a certain point, I'm like, dude, I got to root against winning this tournament. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, bro, I'm a grown man. I can't be going <laughs> chilling in the booth with Steve Aoki. And you know, people are like, who's that? Is that Steve Aoki's friend? And then they're like, how do you know Steve? And I'm like, oh, I just play fancy football. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know, up there with my shirt off with Steve Aoki, dude. Yeah, right. You know, I'd be mean, like, I would go, I would obviously go and black out, but like, uh, <laughs> yeah, but you're like, like I can't sure. be doing that. I shouldn't be doing that. Oh, I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> yeah, but seriously though, it's like I'm getting married. Yeah, like I'm in the booth. They're like, "How do you know Steve?" I started. Uh, I started a Mark Andrews in a fantasy football contest. You so, know. So wait, you didn't. You didn't win though. <laughs> no, thank God. Oh, okay. I was, <laughs> yeah, I did. You sounded like you were dangerously close. I got. I oh my god, I was crazy close, and I actually won like fire and bucks or whatever. And I don't Congrats. have to go to the that, that's yeah. much better. Much better than Steve. I double won. Yeah, I got five hundred bucks. Don't have to go. To, to go have to go take Molly with Steve Aoki, you know what I mean, or whatever. So, really worked out great for me in the end. But yeah, so uh, I and with Tua, I'm I'm holding, man. I I like I liked the situation before, and it was basically you know when you looked at it, either all the wide receivers were getting overdrafted or Tua was getting undervalued, and you know, uh, it looks like the cases Tua was undervalued. And what really sold me is that dude that posted that clip this week, where you reversed the you reversed it. <laughs> yes, uh, changes everything. Like, Wait a second, dude. Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole. I was watching James Harden shoot, but right-handed, and I was like, man, James Harden's awesome. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it does it does look different. It's it weird. looks terrible. Yeah, I don't I don't know why it looks it like when it it's thrown righty. It looks like it's thrown better. Like, yeah. I don't understand it. No, 100%. My brain can't handle it. Yeah. Brain can't handle it. But once I saw that, I was like, huh, this guy's pretty good. You know? <laughs> I watched a bunch of them, dude. I was like, I was like, you know, James Harden would, would hit one and then it would show like an in-between clip. And I was like, this Steph Curry guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but yeah, it's uh, I'm in on two of man. What do you guys think? Are you guys selling? I mean, I, I wouldn't blame anybody for selling anyone after they have a six touchdown game. I'm a value hawk, so I'm gonna at least I'm gonna at least try to finagle something. I'm Who's gonna trade with you at this point, though, Billy. Nobody's, it, it gets nobody's fuck, it gets fucking hard, bro. Nobody's like, trusting you, dude. It does. It gets hard, especially like I'm in leagues with these guys, and it's like I'll, I can't I, even talk to them. I just hit decline. I don't yeah, even look at it. They don't even consider <laughs> On principle. It most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, you uh, just send them a trade that's like just to test them. You send them a trade that's like. You're giving away Mark Andrews from Hayden Hurst, and your eyes are declining it. <laughs> no, he's like, I know there's some like, sort of no, there's, there's he's some up to here. something. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious! Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Um. All right. So, is that? Are you holding? Well, you're right. You and I have two in the Debbie League. All right. We like, do. Just hold them. How do you feel? You feel the same way as Coop? I I think so, man. I mean, he's leading the league in touchdowns, leading the league in yards. He's got a really uh, quote unquote grew head coach there. He's got like all the weapons, like. You know, not a lot of guys could do what Tua did uh, last week. So you got to hold them, right? That's the fun part. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I feel that. But feel I'll, that. I'll do whatever you want. But still, I think we should hold them. I'll hold them. I mean, we just lost We just lost Lance. I'm going to hold him. Yeah. Josh, what are you doing, brother? I mean, I'm in console wars. I'm holding him, man. There you, there you have it, folks. The uh, Dolphins fan is holding Tua. Yeah. No, she... Scorching. Scorching hot. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Scorching hot. Scorching hot coming at you. All right. All of us are holding him though. So yeah, it sounds like he's a hold. I I don't think I can get rid of him when we have Tyree Kill in that league too. That's too much fun. Too much fun. Fantasy has to be fun sometimes. All right, sometimes. I guess so. Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce. 
I saw him, what, somebody traded for a 23 – or traded a 23 first for Damian Pierce. This was a big Twitter thing uh, right before the season started. I don't know how he, that person's feeling right now, but how are we feeling about, about Damian Pierce? Do we think that he can make a bounce back from this? I know that he got a few more carries in week two, but but how are we feeling? I'm feeling – I'm just so excited that there are people out there that reached for him in drafts and then dropped him after week one. That's my that's my favorite Damian Pierce timeline of all time, dude. Yes, you know definitely. what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I mean, Pierce, look, I thought, I'll, I'll admit this, I thought it was a terrible pick by the Texans from a overall strategy standpoint. Who, why are you, you you're, you're, your team is in shambles and you have the lowest over-under win total in the entire league. You're not winning anything. Why do you start with the shortest term piece there is right like build from the inside out build in the trenches you go out and get guys that are going to play for 10 15 years you know what i mean go out and get andrew whitworth played till he was 40 years old you know what i mean like don't draft you and and there's two running backs that are 28 years old right it's like derrick henry and corvo patterson dude's not even a running back you know i guess well, i guess he is high end and, and, and derrick henry started Sorry. late derrick henry, derrick henry started, started late. late he did yeah right so it's like and so you're gonna go out and start there you know but i don't know that said, look pretty good this week. Um, I just I I don't make movement one way or another on a player like that when the sample size is two games and one game he played twenty some percent of the snaps. I got to see one more game here because I've seen I've seen it too many times where teams that are doing this they're that are losing on purpose practically hold open tryouts. Josh, your Dolphins in two thousand nineteen did it worse crazier than any team I've ever seen. Like. I've never seen a team. They they were like, all right, Matt Collins, you're going to play the whole game, right? And then they're like, okay, okay. And then they're like, next game, Isaiah Ford, you play the whole game. Dude plays every snap, and then that Tuesday, they're like, Isaiah Ford, you're cut. Right? Like, they were they were legit in 2009. You remember that, right, Josh? They were old. Of course. Like, Live tryouts, bro. Live tryouts. Wasn't so like, that Tank for Tua? No, tank my, for Tua. Right? It was a Tank for Tua. Yeah. 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 They let everybody yeah. go for comp picks, dude. Carried the most dead cap, least active cash spending. And they were doing live tryouts, being like, okay, you're going to make the team moving forward. You're cut literally during the season. And the Texans could be doing that. Like, you have to watch out for that, where they're like, okay, here's a Rex Burkhead game, and here's a Damian Pierce game. And then next game, they come out, and they, they're trying somebody else off you know, off the depth chart or they're, you know, they're throwing the ball to Chris Conley and they're there. Cause that this team needs to figure out moving forward. So just be careful with, with those type guys in those situations. Cause you never know what that team really is thinking. That kind of team. Some level-headed. That was really level-headed. That was really, that was great. Uh, for somebody that 15 <laughs> minutes ago said, I might say a different ranking on Traylon Burks tomorrow morning. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We're kind of here for all that. Yeah. Uh, awesome. All right. Yeah. Damian Pierce. I don't know. I think that was a that was a situation where you had to sell fast, and uh, it sucks if you're stuck holding the bag. In my opinion, like I'm sure he'll be okay. I'm sure he'll be a middling running back, and you can use him in a flex or running back two situation here and there. But man, if I could have gotten a twenty, I'm, I I don't have any shares, but I was like, I literally went into a league thinking I had a share, saying I'll take a twenty three first right now, and they're like, you don't have him. I'm like, oh shit, I don't have him. Right. <laughs> Like that's how excited I was to try to get rid of a Damian. You trading other people's players. Away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, I think I ended up saying, if anybody yeah. does have him, you should sell him. Like, but anyway. it's just such a the fourth round RBs. You you just sign yourself up for the roller coaster, right? Like <laughs> riding riding the Michael Carter roller coaster, where they're like, he's nice, he's dust, he's back. It's like you know, it's just like it's such a terrible terrible ride to be on the Trey Sermon, Michael Carter fourth round. You know, Jamal Williams drafted ahead of Aaron Jones roller coaster, right? Like 
And what, and what happens is you really do get stuck with the bag. Like Michael Carter is a guy you can't trade. Like you can't get the value that he's worth because he does have some upside, but nobody's going to trade because Brees Hall's in his way and going to take over eventually. So it's like gross. And that's exactly what Damian Pierce is because next year is a loaded class. They could easily get another running back. And then boom, here we are again, just like the Brees Hall situation. Michael Carter, dude, you can't, you can't trade him. You can't start him. It's like, you might as well go watch the entire, like the entire cat, like series of lost. <laughs> he's just like right there he's like right there we can't do nothing you can't do a thing about him you know? and the ending sucks too so thanks yeah, oh, trust me the ending of the card is definitely gonna suck, <laughs> exactly uh, <laughs> no question all right uh let, let's hop into a couple stats here i just wanted to drop some stats i thought there were some interesting ones with you know a little bit of narrative behind it and some that are just awesome but uh just let's get into it all right Chris Olave, he leads the NFL in air yards, 399. I thought this was pretty notable because he hasn't been great. We didn't even talk about him amongst the four really good rookie wide receivers. But I think it's because Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas are in the way, and they've had some issues with injuries on offense. But 399 air yards leading the NFL, that to me just means that he is being – he's earning targets, right? He's earning targets down the field, pretty high-value targets, and that's what you want to see. So Chris Olave, I think – Definitely some upside, maybe a buy low candidate. I don't know. Jameis Winston is oh, is back, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> chuck it, huck it, chuck it. Three interceptions this week, right? Playing with broken ribs. Well, it was definitely the broken. It was the back. It's the broken. Bro, who plays with a broken back? Like, come Jameis. on, Mike, Mike Tyson, <laughs> spinal. It's just, <laughs> right? just like Mike. Do you ever see that clip, Mike Tyson, when he won? He wins the fight, and they're like, "How'd you train for this fight?" He's like, "I didn't train." I had a broken back. The guy's like, you broke your back? He's like, spinal. Like, that's Jameis <laughs> Winston out there. Just chuck it, dude. Yeah. Feel a little pass rush, just chuck it. I love it, dude. I want more of that. You led the league in passing yards 2019. Just led the league in picks. Led the league in touch. Just led the league in plays that make it happen. He's amazing. I love him. It's great, great for Michael Thomas. I'll tell you that right now, too. I mean, he, that guy looks like a robot out there, but he still, he still makes it happen. I don't know. I don't know how he does it. Ace, man. I mean, like, I love as a neutral fan watching a game that, like, you know, we always have fantasy implications on every game, but as a neutral fan, I love watching. I want to watch Ryan Fitzpatrick. I want to watch Jameis Winston. I want to watch them just fire it. Eli Manning at the end of his career with Odell, just like whatever. Let's go. Uh, yeah, like yeah. I don't want to watch Cooper Rush thinking donk. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why I like Burrow when he's at his best, dude. The guy, it's it's like watching Dan Marino almost. It's like he's just gonna launch it downfield to somebody, right. and you're like, awesome. Thanks. Fake spike. Speaking of Josh Allen, another guy who does this, right? His wide receiver, Stephon Diggs. I just thought this was awesome because with as many routes as he's running to average nine yards per route run is insane. So Stephon Diggs, nine yards per hour run on 30 routes over two games. I like this guy's going to, he really might finish wide receiver one if he keeps this up. And I, I know we talked about it, you know, the beginning of the year that he's that kind of guy, but I don't even know if there's anything anybody wants to say you can, but just amazing. Like that's what I'll I tell you. Say. Yeah. I'll tell you right now. Nine yards per route run sustainable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah sustainable <laughs> for sure. Put, what's the all time, what's the all time record? Put the like flame out. Three, 3.5. <laughs> yeah. And, and obviously it's, obviously it's going to go down, but I just, you know, it's oh. just pretty amazing for on 30 routes to be sustaining that at all. Uh, he's, he's incredible. Um, Moving on, Traylon Burks. This one is interesting. We were talking about him a little bit. 7.85 yards per route run on 13 routes, 84.6% targets per route run. I just, I don't see how he doesn't 
improve and and produce more for fantasy. Like I really think this guy is going to be somebody you can set into the flex in your leagues in in general in the next couple weeks here. Like I I just see it, it seems to be like a snowball effect happening with him. How do you feel about it, Coop? You think that that's happening, or are you kind of the PFF grades love Traylon Burks too? I think he's like wide receiver twelve over there. The passer rating when target. I mean, you know what? I'm moving him. I'm moving him ahead of John Dotson. I didn't 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 even make it didn't even make it through the whole show. Yes, we we that. got you there. That's what you I'm talking me. about. Really? I mean, I just, yeah, like I mean, I just say it's like you know this the numbers are the numbers. Get the throw the ball. Come on, Ryan, throw the ball. Same with Justin Fields. Justin Fields has listen to this. With this, the, is this is a Justin Fields stat. Forty one dropbacks. Forty one dropbacks. He's only thrown it twenty eight times. It's disgusting. What are they doing? Joe, Joe Flacco. Guess how many times Joe Flacco has thrown it. So Justin Fields thrown 28 times. How many times has Joe Flacco thrown through two games? It's got to be like 70. More. <laughs> nah, that's ridiculous. Oh, bro, this is going to boggle your mind. I'm going to let I want each one of you guys to do a guess. You're right. You give a guess. Well, if it's more, I'm going I'm to go uh, a 78. No, go crazy. Josh, go way higher. 92. 103. No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Flacco just over 50 passes in the it, first bro. Like 58 first week something like that yeah he's oh, just man. slinging he, I, he just does not care does so he? you have to start garrett wilson right like no, like anywhere dynasty redraft you gotta i feel like you have to find a way to get garrett wilson in your lineup if they're gonna throw the ball that many times this kid is open all day oh yeah for sure, you got it, dude. You got to start most of those guys. Not That's Tyler Conklin. Never yeah. Tyler Conklin. We've gone over tight end. All right, go look at yeah. it. Look, go look at Coop's chart. Yeah, I, yeah, we got the rankings of it. Never Tyler Conklin. But start, dude. Start Eli Elijah Moore. Start Garrett Wilson. Get Corey Davis in a DFS lineup, dude. Just like Joe Flacco is just like smoking Jay Cutler right now. He's like, yeah, right. Love it, love it. All right, Kenneth Walker. This one's a little deceiving. We're obviously only two games in the season. This guy's a rookie. He's, I think, has. One carry, no, okay, 11 carries, I'm pretty sure. But 4.5 yards after contact per attempt. I was just looking at this. I mean, only the elite guys are above four uh, yards uh, after contact per attempt. So very small sample, obviously. Just kind of encouraging for the rookie. I know that backfield's been absolute shit, like everybody. And just to see on the limited action he's getting that he's at least producing despite the odds. Like, I don't know. I think it's it's a good sign, Uh the team's terrible, so I don't know what this says, yeah. but that other than that, he's good. I t- I'll tell you, we've done this twice before where everyone kind of agreed, right? We're like, this guy's a hog, but he doesn't catch passes, so I'm he, out. He caught we, passes. I know, I know, but yeah. it's like we've kind of done – like that's the sentiment. It's like – then we're like – and then all of a sudden, it's like Derrick Henry, even Jonathan Taylor didn't catch many passes, and it just turns out that when you're an absolute hoss, like <laughs> who, cares? who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. if this guy's going to average four yards after contact, you know what I mean, then – who cares, right? So I'm keeping my eye on it. I just didn't have – I'm too good at Dynasty to have draft picks <laughs> where I can take Kenneth Walker, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so yes, uh, yes. kudos to everybody who is, you know, doing a productive struggle. Excellent, bro. Like, yeah, enjoy enjoy Kenneth Walker. But, like, yeah, I just don't have him anywhere. I couldn't. Couldn't be me. You just buy them low, man. You buy them low and they get those injuries or they, you know, it's, you, you, you gotta find buy them before this podcast comes out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. My boys are all over my Twitter timeline. They're like, yeah, they're just like, just, you know, seeing where they can screw me over. Dude, one of my, my biggest, the league with the wild thornberries in it, they, they removed the tight end position. What? They voted. <laughs> they voted. Wow. <laughs> it was like 13 to one. They're like, yeah, why receiver 10 and flex? I was like, you guys. Bro. Talk about collusion, huh? Really? 100%. No, it was open. It was open and notorious. 
They were uh, like, remove the tight end position because of Coop. That was like what the poll said. Oh my god. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. This one is just, I don't know, I just saw it and it kind of confused me, but Daniel Jones, 70.9% completion percentage. This doesn't mean anything. He was like, he is bottom of the league QBR, like literally bottom of the league QBR through two weeks. He sucks. But uh, I just thought it was interesting, man. Daniel Jones, he's uh, he's getting it to his guys early on. Yeah, he's done. Gets rid of Evan Ingram. (laughs) (laughs) That dude, over the last two years, that team has the lowest number of touchdowns of any team, and he has more turnovers than touchdown passes. So Daniel Jones, very much out, very much out. I have a tweet, actually, if you look up my name and Daniel Jones, that goes like goes over early on before everybody found out that he was like the worst turnover machine dude like he is historically bad it's insane like he's I, I, i'm pretty sure he might be the worst as far as qb turnovers go ever so yeah really bad um all right this last one here this is my favorite this one i think is really cool because like real football kind of makes sense why it's working but christian kirk 84.8 percent uh slot rate this is awesome to me because I just think they're using Christian Kirk in such an awesome way where he is able to succeed almost every time he's on the field. He's in a miss he's in a mismatch every single time with a linebacker, with a with a you know slot corner, whatever it is, somebody who is not prepared to handle his pseudo wide receiver one abilities, you know. And I just think it's really cool to see from the stats you can understand why he's in the first two weeks really producing. It's just cool to see. And I think that more guys like we've talked about this a lot. <clears throat> Sorry for keep going on, but these guys who can who produce like Tyreek Hill, like all these different receivers, even the top end ones, they have high slot usages, right? So when I see high slot usages, it gets me excited. Right. I mean, I thought that's how Michael Thomas set the record for targets, right? Mm-hmm. And and you would think that teams would just put a corner in there that can cover that guy. And then every week it's like, oh, Cooper Cup, 80 yard touchdown. Who was covering him? Eric Kendricks. Okay. Yep. Like, <laughs> yep. You'd think that at some point they'd be like, hey, you know, it, right? The defensive quarter is like, nope, 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 nope. This guy covers the slot, right? It's like, no, it's okay. Like you can put your best corner on their best wide receiver. I think that was going to be okay. Right. So, um, yeah. It's wild. It's wild. I love it, dude. I wish that, you know, my boy Evan Ingram, yeah, yeah, they're doing a lot of four wide. So he's playing a good amount of slot, but I want to see him play more slot. I want to see him play more everything. I hope everybody else goes away. Zay Jones, get out of my face with Zay Jones. Every week is. Every week is Evan Ingram watch for Coop. Every week, every, every day, it is, right? every day, yeah. It's like I think on that we have a three-hour show in the morning, so I, there's no doubt I've mentioned him at least once per hour, right? It's just it has to be that. <laughs> I've only mentioned him twice on the show. I already said don't ask me about him because I can't be unbiased, and I brought him back up. So that's the last time we'll move on from Evan Ingram. Awesome. I will say we we talked about him and like uh, his dynasty price was super super cheap in this offseason, and we. We we're talking about how he was going to a new team and we had all these guys that are all worth basically like a late third or a fourth, you know, you could go, go snatch them up. OJ Howard uh, yeah. was one of them. Evan Ingram was one of them. And I were like, well, are any of these guys somebody that you're willing to go after? And I think we both kind of agreed, like we kind of would go after Evan Ingram because he's actually done it before. With Eli. And then it was you, his rookie. You, you have, his rookie you have season, all the stats. He did you had it. All the, you had all the pieces, man. Like you're bashing Daniel Jones and you're like, wait a second. If Daniel Jones is so bad at delivering the football, maybe some of these guys are good at catching him. Like I've I've seen with my own two eyeballs, Kenny Galladay have a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. Like like there's there's a common denominator, and then and then his quarterback goes and wins the Super Bowl, and then he goes to play with Daniel Jones. And do you think maybe Kenny Galladay just completely sucks now? Maybe not. Maybe he was never that good, but 
I mean, like we we're we're kind of getting a chance to look at it apples to apples here, and uh, it's not good with Daniel Jones. Daniel, uh, that's his name. Daniel. Daniel. I, I, every time on Twitter, I spell his name uh, D A N I E L O L. Yeah, Daniel L O L Jones. Because he's terrible. He sucks. He's bad. He's just he's a really bad good. quarterback. Okay, let's let's finish it off with some trades and non-trades. I got a listener question actually to start it off, so this is fun. Uh, someone reached out to me and asked me for some advice. Said they love the show, so thank you, thank you so much. Awesome. Uh, Gabe Davis for Travis Etienne, right? This guy has a pretty good wide receiver core, and somebody sent him Etienne for Gabe Davis. And while I think that's not a bad offer i guess i just think it's kind of low like for what gabus can return and you're doing it off of like a missed week injury i feel like just wait till he he explodes for like a stupid two touchdown game and then sell him then for higher like value player no are these all dynasty trades? yes these are dynasty trades yeah sorry you know i kind of do like that though especially if you You like etienne i i do and just like running backs are the currency of fantasy football, especially in dynasty, are they not, man? It's just like if you take a Travis, if you take Etienne in the first round in your rookie draft, like he holds some value, man, for a bit, like you know. Um, so I, I don't know. I think I and I, the thing is, I do play to win, so it's kind of tough. Like if you're a team playing to win this year, you got to keep Gabe Davis, right? But if you're kind of one of those like fringy whatevers, or Gabe Davis is like your fifth or sixth wide receiver, then I think I do take the running back. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? I'm personally going the running back. Yeah, you're going at team. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I want again, to sell Gabe I'm not, Davis. I'm not, a, I'm not a Davis believer, so that's an easy one for me. I'm coming around on Davis. I'm coming around on Amon Ross St. Brown. I, I usually don't like those day three dudes, and by that I mean they. I'm, I I'm in them. on St. Brown. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to be now. Uh, I've I've learned right? my lesson there, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. yeah, yeah, you're right. You I want to one of my most liked tweets this week. It was one of my most liked tweets this month was me just going, eh, I guess eight, eight on my Russell Brown is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even such haters, bro. People tagging me, like, dude, nobody ever tagged me when I told you Preston Williams was gonna suck, you know? It's like, <laughs> or they did when he we catch like two passes, nobody ever came back around. And we're like, hey, thanks for helling me dodge that bullet, bro. You know what I mean? Like, thanks oh, for you telling me to never get the love, never, never get the love, dude. But I don't even want the love. You want the hate. That's why you're on I want Reddit. the hate. Yeah, I want to stay on Reddit. In case be honest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm over there stirring the pot, too. So. But yeah, here I, I'm basically saying, you know, everybody knows how I feel about Gabe Davis. Um, I don't think this week is the week to go ahead and try to make this deal. And I'd be trying to do something other than Etienne because I'm I'm kind of out on Etienne, too. I don't. James Robinson's out touching him by, like, a large, large margin. So, And he, James Robinson looks better coming off an Achilles less than a year ago. So I, I don't really know what to expect out of Etienne. So you're right. I, would, I think you can I, get more. That's right. I think you could get a better running back than Etienne for Gabe Davis, and that's what I'd be looking to do. Yeah, and and if you're if you're stuck on Etienne and you really like him, I just think you wait a couple of weeks. Like I said, Gabe Davis explodes, and then you sell him for Etienne plus or something like that. I just I like it just seems low on the face to me. So that's that's kind of where I'm at on it. But I I understand like when you look at it, you're like. Yeah, I mean, a year ago before the injury with Etienne and before James Robinson coming back, you would have done this in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely understand doing it. All right, this next one is a trade that didn't go down. I think it's interesting. I, I want to know what you guys think. So Drake London for Allen Robinson at 23 first and a 23 second. So that one, so that, like, I like my trades to be logical, right? So, like, when I do that, it wouldn't be Allen Robinson the trade. Like, if I'm selling my guy who I think is good now for – picks that i want 
like a young prospect, right? Like, so for me, it doesn't feel as logical of a trade to do that for the picks. Uh, the other thing I like to do is when I do my trades, I try my best to boil it down to percentages in my head, right? Like, so I take up a guy like Drake London, who I think at this point I would assign, you know, him being a hit probably close to maybe like 80, 90, 100%. Whereas like first round rookies hit about 50%. Second round rookie picks hit about 30. And then it's third round. It's like maybe like 23, I think the number is. So I, in my mind, I try and say like, if I have a player that I think is like a 50% or below average, 50% or below chance of hitting, or if I think they have like a 10% chance of ever being a top 24 wide receiver, I'll trade them for like a second or a third or whatever. But with a guy like Drake London, I need to get back some sort of guarantee or like, you know, more than what this trade amounts to. for me. So I don't know, man. Like what, what was the context of this trade? If you know what you're talking about. Uh, Drake London team. I mean, Drake London team is middling to it's competing. Like it's early. Like you don't, you don't really know a ton of pieces. Other team. I'm, I'm not really sure. It's yeah. I don't know. They obviously wanted the young asset, you know what I mean? And they're trying to get rid of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what their motivation was. I know my motive, like, they obviously think I have a chance to like win maybe with Allen Robinson and adding the the picks to to get the young the young guy right like and I get it but um but yeah I think London is is just so so highly valued I don't think Robinson does it I, I that I kind of agree with you there right it's like you know if it were like Drake London for like give me a highly volatile like a Kadarius Tony or something where it's like you don't know what you're you're getting this crazy mystery box and you're getting the picks then maybe, but like, I just, I don't like selling off young players that I think are good for picks. It seems like you're, it's like, you're the win now guy though. So you're not going to be going after picks, right? Like that's not right. But also if I'm trading my guys for picks, I'm not trading Drake London. He could be part of your team for a long time. Like I'm, you trade Allen Robinson for picks or you trade, you know, older guys for picks. If you you blow it up, you got to blow it up. I guess you don't have to blow it up for at some point if you're just good at this, but uh, I've heard rumors. Let let me know. I've never blown it up. That's what I was, I've heard rumors of people having to blow it up, and, and the way it seems that those people would do it, should, yeah, trade older guys for picks. But I don't know. I just I, the utility. I don't see the utility of liquidating Drake London for picks unless you like. How did you end up with Drake London on your team if you were willing to trade him away for picks? Right. That's fair. So, yeah. Speaking to you. No, no. Like you were involved in this trade. No, totally. It's like there was no conversation had. It was just a trade that ended up in my inbox. And I'm like, oh, I, I instantly rejected it. I was like, appreciate it. It's probably not that far off, but I'm not even interested in moving London. You know, and like, <clears throat> that's where I'm at on it. But I, I don't know. Like, I think some, like, does anybody on here, your or just think it's like a fair trade at all? It does. Yeah. It seems like something that one of those like robot trade calculators would spit at me. And I'd be like, that looks fair. That looks fair. That looks fair. There's no real world application for the situation, but I mean, you know, in a vacuum, right? In, in a vacuum. vacuum. Yeah, 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 yeah. In a vacuum, stacked, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody plays in a vacuum. Dude. You stacked it up. You stacked it up exactly right, and it's an impossibly weird drink. <laughs> I dig yeah. it. I dig it. Good job, DLF. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sweet. These next ones, I think, are Josh. So you can take it away. All right. So the first one um, traded away Brandon Cooks, Braxton Berrios, and Trey Lance and $100 Fab for Michael Thomas, David Bell, Wondell Robinson, Kenny Pickett, Daniel Bellinger, and a 23 third. Okay. Was this before the injury? Yes. Wow. Because I, I love it now. Wow. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> if I would love it so much pre injury, but I love it at post injury. Yeah. So. 
So let me just clarify that in this league, uh, my two starting quarterbacks were um, Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow. And oh, so Trey Lance is just sitting on, yeah, Trey Lance is sitting on my bench. Yeah, I like, I definitely like the second one because, like, to me, like, let's take it back to like the algebra days, right? Where you can then try to cross off pieces. Brandon Cooks, Michael Thomas might be kind of close enough to cancel each other out, right? Braxton Berrios, you could actually, that's like multiplying by zero to me. So, like, you could just, <laughs> so you're like, back to zero. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, if you, you know, if you just have, uh, I mean, let's see, there are points for like kick returns. Is this draft with Giants? I think he played like 10 snaps last, 13. Uh, and then, you know, so you're basically trading. Trey Lance is the key piece on this one side. But the other side, you're getting David Bell, Wondell Robinson, couple, couple stabs, right? And then you're getting Kenny Pickett. Daniel Bellinger didn't like his usage week one, so week two, not too bad. And then a third, which is, you know, whatever. He's coming so, off the injury, Coop. Come on, man. Give him some credit. Bellinger? Yeah. yeah. Where Bellinger stands. I love, I, I love Bellinger. They drafted yeah. him with nobody else there. He's got to be a guy. Yeah, right? was, yeah. <laughs> week, one, week one was so sick, dude. He was like, they're in the huddle, and Bellinger listens into the play, and they're like, oh, oh, they're calling a pass. Tanner Hudson, you better get in there. <laughs> oh, this, this was not for me. Let me know when we're doing like a QB sneak or something, or QB kneel. I think he ran six QB rounds. Kneel. Yeah, but this week, hey, he scored a touchdown, Billy. So what's up? You know, you got your, yeah, he's back. He's back. But yeah, dude, the week one, if you looked at the underlying usage, man, it was like Bellinger, like it's just like a big pile of name tags on my desk, and I just took the Bellinger one and threw it over my shoulder. I was like, there goes, <laughs> there goes that, dude. You know, one of our so, Giants but, buddies was like, yeah, he was out there doing a really good job blocking. Well, <laughs> it's like, dude, yeah. he was electric in points where you get where you get leagues where you get points for blocking on pass plays, right? PBB, PBB. Yeah. But but after the second week, when I looked at the stats, I had to go dig through you know my pile on the ground to find his name tag and like put it back on the back somewhere on the table, you know, because uh, he he came back around. You just you have to watch out for that trap for rookies. Like if they go down that that dark and dangerous path of being the blocking tight end, it's so hard to dig out of there took Delaney Walker seven years to to get out from under being the the blocking back to Vernon Davis's patch pass catching back. Like Drew Sample is now dust. Like he's gone down that path of the Michael Pruitts and the Mercedes Lewis's where it's so tough to to get back on the other side, you know. So just be careful with Bellinger with that. Yeah, definitely. I'm yeah, that's fair. And then my second trade was Joe Burrow for Dak Prescott in a twenty three first. Yeah, dude. If you're hitting the pause button for one year, like I think that come this time next year, when we're doing our redraft rankings, those guys might be close again. And you just kind of uh you kind of snagged a first. So there are situations where my team, when I just realize I'm like, you know what, waving the white flag on this year, I will do that and just be like, you know what, like try and to pull that Billy Value Hawk move, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, but you are you are moving the asset into the future. And Dak Prescott. Obviously, he's going to play for a while now, so you know, kind of, uh, yeah. You're moving it to moving it to next year. Did you not hear Jerry Jones say week four possible return? No, hey, yeah. <laughs> he's gripping the ball Jones. already. You know, Cowboys insider. You know, he's a uh, yeah. he'll be back. He'll be back. He'll be yeah, back. for sure. They they they've they've attached a bionic arm or bionic <laughs> hand. He's going to be throwing. No, yeah. I mean, I love it, Josh. I think it's a great like too. you know. I, I think it's a great way to move laterally and gain a gain another asset that's going to be super valuable so it's really nice i i can we all agree that we love jerry jones though like even if you don't think he's awesome yeah i like even if we don't think the he's personality like, is amazing he's the best man he's like george steinbrenner bro like you don't get those guys those guys only come along so often you know what i mean some of these owners are lame losers microsoft uh dork 
Like, give me, give me Jerry Jones, bro. And Jerry Jones has done actually a. I don't even know if he like a lot of these guys are. I can, I don't know if they're good guys or not, so it doesn't matter. But he's done a ton for the NFL. He has really helped the NFL grow over the years with like a ton of TV deals and all this other behind the scenes stuff that he's had his hand in. So, uh, at that and on, like he's, and on the you know, and on the flip side, he fired Tom Landry, who yeah, invented yeah. who invented the four three. So like <laughs> he he made some he made some mistakes. He's yeah. like four linemen. You're fired, uh, right? Like, like, <laughs> like, okay, dude. You he's know, made like a that, ton of mistakes. He's made some mistakes. Yeah, he, okay, he hired man. Mike McCarthy. I mean, come on. There you go. What, what are yeah, you doing? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe swept some stuff on the rug. <laughs> Sorry, right? your uh, your eyes over here. You like, just like, just the fact that this guy, like, like he is an amazing like salesman and a spinster, dude. Like Michael Irvin stabbed a dude in the neck with scissors, and somehow Jerry Jones was like was able to make it so that that dude was it was fine. You know what I mean? Like yeah. only Jerry Jones could get away with that. You know what I mean? Like any other, any other team, you got to cut that guy. Jerry Jones, like Jerry Jones cut the guy that got stabbed with scissors. He was like, he's like, he should have given up that chair in the barbershop. You know, <laughs> he threw Dez's himself chair. at the scissors. I don't know what to tell you. Exactly. He's like, he's like, well, Des is a veteran. So you gotta, you gotta get up. Yeah. Like that story is, you've heard that story, obviously. Right. It's like insane. Yeah. Like the dude was mid haircut. Like half his hair was cut. And they were like, and Michael Irvin was like, get up. And like, and then that led to one thing led to another, you know, boys will be boys. Uh, so yeah, that's a, uh, that's a crazy story. But yeah, Jerry Jones, I love him, man. I hope he hangs around. Awesome. Does anybody else have anything for, uh, for Coop before we get out of here? I don't, man. It was awesome having you on. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. You guys are good. You guys are good vibes, man. Put me back in the rotation. I'll come back around, uh, end of the year or off season, whatever, you know, we'll chat again. Hell yeah, man. Absolutely. Coop, just let everybody know. Just let everybody know one more time where they can find you and all your information, man. For sure. Follow me on on Twitter at Coop A Fiasco. So C-O-O-P, letter A, F-I-A-S-C-O. And then download the Better Sports, Better Net, Better Sports app, 7 to 10 a.m. Eastern time. Check it out. Check out the show if you can, right? It's on YouTube too. If you just type in FYF Morning Show, you can check it out there. Uh, download the app. Give us five stars. You don't have to listen if you give us five stars. You know, <laughs> I don't care. But, uh, you know, but tune in. We have a lot of fun. We play a lot of stupid games, man. We laugh, joke around like we just did on this show. So uh, definitely check us out there, man. It's a good time. Thank you, everyone, for giving this week's episode of Dynasty Underdog a listen. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at Dynasty Underdog, at Just Your IFF, at Willie Beeman DFF, and at Joshua M. Goldberg. And make sure you check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Dynasty Underdog. Welcome to episode one eleven of any given pod. Billy Beeman here. Got no, buddy. Oh, no, oh, no. Oh wow, this no. is the wrong yeah, podcast. You have too many pods. Wow, I do too many podcasts. All right, <laughs> that's the first time that's happened. All right, gotta gotta spit a little bit with the boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the whole thing about all this fancy football podcast stuff just to get afford this fancy microphone so I can start. My right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all the cover. It's all the cover. It's all covered, dude. It's all planned. Yes. God's plan. God's plan, bro. <laughs> That's the album, right? That's the album title. <laughs> I think that might be taken, but God's plan, too. Uh...